Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you on this Dr. Martin Luther King Day. So glad you're with us for a football Monday. We'll open full lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. And Cap, we were able to see how the other half lives as we were covering and watching Bears football for 17-plus weeks. And then you get to the playoffs, and then you see how football really is done at a high level. Wins and losses across the board. But the point is, though, is that we saw high-caliber quarterback play, high-octane offenses, restaurant-quality defenses. That's how the other half lives, Cap. That's big boy football that we saw over the weekend. But let's stick with Justin, who's the fourth-best quarterback in our division. Because we love Justin because he's a great kid. And we think he's got a chance to be good. We think. Albeit three years in, for whatever reason, Matt Nagy, Luke Getze, bad team last year. It hasn't worked. And he'll never be at the level of C.J. Stroud and George Love that I watched this weekend. Mm -hmm. Damn! You know what Miami's thinking right now? What's that? Two is not good enough. Not good enough. And everyone's like, we can't draft Caleb Williams. Why not? Why can't you swing for the freaking fences so my favorite football team has a star at quarterback? Star! Oh, my God. We may get the breaking news alert this morning because today's the deadline you've got to declare for the draft. Reportedly, he's already picked his agent, and he's going with like a non-traditional Agent, it's not like Don Yee or Tom Conant or Mark Bartlesty. No. Supposedly he's putting a management team or has in place, and he'll make his announcement later today. I don't care what you offer me. I want that. I watch C.J. Stroud throw dimes. And everyone on social media, all the Justin fans are, these guys were running open. Stop. Stop yourself. (laughs) They're running open. First of all, they brought in a first-time Head coach who coaches defense. If we had done that here, we already did with Eberflus. I'm talking did it again. People, why are we not getting an offensive coach? How'd that look in Houston? What do you mean you're hiring a play caller who's never called a play? Bobby Slowick. Oh, wish we had that guy. Stop trying to fit everybody into this description. We got to have a guy who's called plays, who's an offensive wizard. Stop. Just get the right freaking people. Whatever they coach, I don't care. But I want Jordan Love. I want a guy that looks like that. Dimes. That guy was spectacular yesterday. Spectacular. 
Well, one of the more dynamic performances we saw was from C.J. Stroud, who you talked about. 16 for 21, good for 274 yards and three touchdowns. Had a quarterback rate of 98.4 as the Texans defeated the Browns by a score of 45 to 14. Let me just point something out, though, to you. Say, for instance, we go back and the Bears do not uh, pick a quarterback uh, at one. Say they actually they actually do take a quarterback at one, and we don't have D.J. Moore, and we don't have uh, you know better. Uh, look on the offensive line you know cap by almost every measure people looked at bryce young as without question the consensus best quarterback out of that draft Mm -hmm. if the bears were at one the bears would have taken bryce young they would have from every measure no i'm just telling you that by every measure they said bryce young even the mike tannenbaum's the world said i think that bryce young is going to be the best quarterback and that's why this is all a crapshoot when it comes to the quarterback yeah, I don't think they would have taken Bryce Young, but I don't think they'd have taken Stroud. They they were convinced we got to give Justin a year here with more weapons. DJ Moore, Darnell Wright, yeah. whatever. It's, it's, the, it's the Bears, though. They would have taken Bryce Young. I mean, that's the <laughs> I mean, that's the convenient way to no, not have to, a laugh. No, no. I mean, I got I got proof. I got proof. I'm a Chicago Bears fan. Right. I got a left eye and a right eye that could tell you what, that they would have taken Bryce Young. And by the way, most teams would have. People laughed at Lovey Smith saying, hey, man, you got to tank this game. You got to tank these games to get the number one pick. They got two. I can't believe Lovey didn't do the right thing. And the Houston Texans got two. They fell into C.J. Stroud. And they fell into an opportunity, even though that uh, Lovey's not there anymore. They're in the hunt. They were able to get the job done with a playoff win against Cleveland. They got the number two pick, and they got the quarterback they like. Carolina's coach and GM, both fired now. Scott Fitterer, the GM, and Frank Reich, the coach, both told the owner, we want C.J. Stroud. He's better than Bryce Young. Yeah. He's bigger. We want him. Nope. I talked to Nick Saban, he said. We're taking Bryce Young. Yeah. That's why owners need to keep their beak out of football operations. Love him or hate him. At least the owners in our town, many of whom I do not see putting their checkbook forward all the time to win, at least they're not telling our guys who to draft. The last time that happened was the late Michael McCaskey wanting Stan Thomas. That's correct. You know, at least our guys here now. They get out of the way. They just don't try to win hard enough. That's my problem with them. Yeah, you That's probably, different. You probably should say that louder for the people in the back. You probably should do that because there's still this conspiracy theory that you know, George McCaskey is running all of this. Yes, he's the owner, and again, he's front-facing the organization. But this is Ryan Pohl's show. This is 100%. Kevin, this is Kevin Warren's show. Correct. This is their show. But again, people are going to believe what they want to believe, which is fine. Ultimately, I think that we all want to come to the same common ground is that we want to see the Bears where these playoff teams were last year uh, and this year. And that is Jordan Love and Jared Goff. Those are two teams. The the, um, Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions are in the playoffs and the Bears are not. Apparently. Correct. Jordan Love is the best quarterback in the NFC. Fight me on it. Best quarterback in the NFC. Going forward. Give me who's better. Give me who's a better quarterback in the NFC. Jordan Love is who I would take. Yeah, he is he's without question on a roll for Green Bay. In his first year as a starter, after learning for three years behind Aaron, he's beloved in the room. Guys go, what a great dude that guy is. 
He's leaving practice the other day. It's freezing freaking cold in Green Bay. Mm -hmm. And some lady's car's broken down, and he pulls over to help her. She's like, are you Jordan Love? Yeah. Helps her get going, and they take a selfie together. He's got a big smile on his face. Like, he checks all the boxes, man. Yep. I mean, I, this, it is the scary thing for a Bears fan, Cap, is that seamless transition from Favre to Rodgers to now Love. Correct. That's the last thing that a Bears fan wants to see because as the Bears still spin their wheels on what they want to do at the quarterback position, here's Jordan Love uh, getting better and better each game that we see him. Correct. That is correct. And Brian Gutekunst has got to be walking around his house in Green Bay this morning with a cup of coffee. And going, take that! Because when he drafted him, he moved up to get him. Mm -hmm. Got destroyed by Aaron Rodgers, by the fans, by the media. What are you doing? Guess what? I'm just going to let that kid develop. He's got all the qualities I'm looking for in a quarterback. Period. I know that there are some fans that want to cut the legs off of quarterbacks like Jordan Love or Brock Purdy and others and say, well, that's the system. Can I just tell you something? Every quarterback has a system to run. Every quarterback has a system to run. There is no, well, that's a system quarterback. Well, I mean, you still have to execute said system. Do you not? You do. You always hear this. It's like, well, because the quarterback doesn't seem dynamic to you or he doesn't seem like a Hall of Famer to you, that is a system quarterback. They all have systems to run. And the system that's put out there by Matt LaFleur, the offense for the Packers are just humming right now. Think about this, Cap. You go into the belly of the beast. You go to Dallas. Dallas has been at a, at a great regular season. And Green Bay has been very good, especially as of late. And then they go in, the Packers, unafraid, taking on the Dallas Cowboys and taking it to them early oh. and took them out of the ball game yep. because the offense was humming. System quarterback or not, however you want to be able to phrase it, every quarterback has a system. It's what he does with that system. And I think that you take a look at this quarterback here, Jordan Love, I mean, it's, he's head and shoulders above many in the NFC for sure. Watching the way Jordan Love played made me puke because I'm a Bears fan. Yep. But anyone out there that thinks Justin Fields is better than that guy, tell me you don't watch football. That kid has had an outstanding year, and it's not close. Not close. Oh, he is just a beast. An absolute beast. Time to throw, but he gets the ball out. He slides in the pocket. That kid is Really, really good. And they said the other day on the Chiefs, I think it was the Chiefs game. You were doing college basketball, Sarah. Was that a day game or a night game? Which game? Did? Your your UIC game. It was a day game, so a one o'clocker. Okay, so you were back already for Dolphins at Chiefs. Mm-hmm. In that game, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe they said Tua's holding the ball longer than he has all year long mm-hmm. in that game. Now, the cold had something to do with it. Sure. The Chiefs' defense bearing down on him had something to do with that. They said his worst performance of the year in time to throw, 2.76 seconds. Mm-hmm. And whoever was doing Jason Garrett, I think, was doing the color. And he said, that's too long to hold the ball. He's been getting it out like 2.24. Sure. That's fast. Our guy holds the ball 3.34 seconds, I think, was the number. Worst in the league. Yes. Damn. 
That's why he's got to pull it down and run more times than not because there's no one open or doesn't recognize who's down the field. I mean, we've been around and around with this. But, Cap, when you see what happened on Saturday and Sunday, that is a, a real clear line of demarcation of the, the sophomore game versus the varsity. Yes. What we saw out there was the varsity. Even with teams losing, that was the varsity. We saw Jordan Love. We saw Jared Goff. We saw C.J. Stroud. We saw Patrick Mahomes. It's too cold for Mahomes to throw the football down the field. There's no way. Wait a minute now. They ran the same offense they always do, even though it was cold. It just shows you that that's the upper echelon of the league when you see how the ball is in flight and how offenses are able to move. And this is what I've been talking about a lot to you, the Bears fan. And that is, if you just watch Bears football, then you think that that's what the NFL is supposed to look like. But if you just watch the playoffs or watch other teams that do it well, that's what the offense is supposed to look like. That's how a football team is supposed to operate. The electricity on that field, even in the cold with Miami and Kansas City, in a dome with uh, with the... Dallas game uh, and the uh, Rams and Lions game. I mean, what you saw is dynamic offenses, Cap. And so you just don't see that with the Bears. And so the question is, how many years can you waste and, and how many years can you want for an offense to be able to get to where it needs to be? How long do you have to wait for Justin Fields for, and his offense to develop? It's been three so far. How many more years? Another year? Correct. Another four or five years? It does, the NFL doesn't wait for you anymore to be able to catch up with the Joneses. Either you have it or you don't. That's where you are in the NFL today. So if you're out there and you're watching this weekend, even if you're the biggest Justin Fields defender out there, did you watch C.J. Stroud? Did you watch Jordan Love and go, I want one of those? Okay. We're not good enough. Because in our division, Jordan loves the best quarterback. Kirk Cousins, if he's back in Minnesota, is right there on the list. He's got, what, five 4,000-yard seasons? Mm-hmm. We've never had one as a team, let alone Justin. Jared Goff, um, he's still alive, and he's already taken a team to the Super Bowl. And he's a 4,000-yard passer multiple times. So we're fourth on that list. Head coach, I'll take Dan Campbell. I'll take Matt LaFleur. I'll take Kevin O'Connell over our guy. So we're fourth there. We don't even have an OC because we wiped out the offensive staff. So we're fourth there. Mm -hmm. Not good. Yeah. That's what a rebuild looks like, Cap. That's what it looks like. And for others, you can get it done quickly. But for the Bears, it's at a methodical pace. Remember what it was two years ago. Look about this past year with seven wins. Now, again, you hope that the arrow's pointing up for more. But who's the quarterback? How can, can you tell me for sure, Cap, that the, the Bears will be in this position next year, Super Wild Card Weekend? Can you tell me that for sure? I'm going to tell you that they can't get there unless they have the quarterback and the offense in place. Can't get there. Can't. As, as much as, as I like the defense and how the defense got better, I just know that I watch something other than Bears football. I watch it, and I, we cover it every day. But you have to be able to look over the fence and say, Oh, look what Green Bay's doing. Look what Detroit's doing. And it's not like I'm jealous of those teams. I enjoy all of the football. What I'm saying is, is that for the team that I love, I love for the Bears to be, able to be at, that, at that particular spot where you could say that offense is good, the defense is good. Now let's try your luck. Let's see what happens in the playoffs. Just get in the mix. And so I'm not sure if they can get there next year unless you know what the, who the quarterback is, Shay. Can I, can I just say, too, like as good as Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud were, 
The quarterbacks that really stood out to me in terms of, okay, you just have to move on. Cap, you mentioned Tua. Mm -hmm. You think about Tua has arguably the best offensive weapons in football with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell and Raheem Mostert and Devon HN. He's got arguably one of the three best play callers in football with Mike McDaniel, and he was awful. I mean, he was terrible. Part of that is it's negative 30 wind chill. Part of that is the pressure from the Kansas City defense is getting home. Part of that is he just is not good enough. Dak Prescott, same deal. He was horrid in that first half. Two interceptions, horrible decision-making. You've got CeeDee Lamb. You've got a great offensive line. Like, all this stuff built for you, and the quarterback's just not good enough. Mm-hmm. And then the flip side, I got to watch C.J. Stroud with no tank Dell, uh, Nico Collins, who was combined 70 catches and 800 yards in his first two seasons. He doesn't have, like, stars. It's Noah Brown and Nico Collins and the castoffs and third-year guys. I got to watch him go ball out. Jordan Love with the youngest team in football. Like, if you want to say Christian Watson's a top-ten receiver, I don't agree. And then it's Dontarion Wicks and Jaden Reed and all these first-year guys. Yeah, sometimes it really is just the quarterback. And you get an elite one, you're going to win playoff games. If you don't have an elite one, like Kansas City's offense wasn't great, but they had the only elite quarterback on the field. They won the game. Yeah, a lot of this is just bottom line. There isn't a lot of to, to think about, Cap. It comes down to the system and how you execute that system. I mean, yes, it's, it's about players because you give players the benefit of the doubt. But what Shea just laid out for you is not necessarily all pros, but guys that can be able to fit into the system. And with the Chicago Bears, as much as I like DJ Moore and you like DJ Moore, it takes more. Like, I like Cole Komet as well. But again, we always look at excuses versus reasons. Oh, this offensive line isn't good enough. And oh, you know, the Bears just don't have this. They don't have that. You know what they really don't have? They don't have the quarterback to be able to lead them or the offensive strategy to get them there. I, again, people want to be able to pick and choose what the reasons for the Bears' underachievement. The Bears can't get out of their own way because they have not been able to find a, an offensive coordinator and a quarterback that can match one another, that can work together to be able to get this thing right. This has always been running back you and defense you. What are we? What are we? A middle of the road Big Ten team? Should be better than that. You're right. Jay Moore. Living in 85, man. I'm going to keep saying it. Mm-hmm. That they era. Ha- they have to fix it. Yeah. They, I mean, it's, it's that era. It ha- it's more than just running the football and defense. I'm more convinced than ever they're taking a quarterback. More convinced than ever they're drafting a quarterback. And again, it does not mean Justin is a bad football player. He's not. He's not good enough. They're going to take a swing for a grand slam. Because look at it this way if you're in Pole's seat this morning. Mm-hmm. You're sitting up in Lake Forest, a cup of coffee, going, all right, I got to do all my homework. I got to meet with this Caleb Williams who's going to announce ah. today he's going to the pros. Mm-hmm. Okay? Got any cream? Throw a little cream in my coffee. Piece of that coffee cake. Right there. Yep. Mm, Intimate. All right. Nope. Once upon a deli, they got a chocolate chip coffee cake that's amazing. Uh All right. Let me have a coffee cake. Let me have my coffee. All right. Put the tape on. Our guy's not good enough. I'm swinging for the fences because 
If he swings for the fences and Caleb Williams is a bust, I don't think he will be, but if he's a bust, can't play at all. He's Mar- uh, Jamarcus Russell, mm-hmm. just skinnier. Then he's getting fired. He took a swing like Pace, failed. Yeah. But if he keeps Justin and he's not good enough, he's getting fired too. Sure. Because he had the number one pick two years in a row and he didn't get the most important position in American sports fixed. So either way, so why not take the most talented guy? And that would be Caleb Williams. Correct. Caleb Williams more talented than Justin Fields right now. Correct. Mm-hmm. He's not as tall. He's not as physical in terms of 228 pounds. He's more 6'1 versus 6'3. What is he? 200 pounds mm-hmm. versus 228. Let's analyze why that change has to take place. We know the numbers, and we've seen the underachievement just for the Bears alone. It's not just on offense, but we're talking about how you can't get in the end zone. We we have documented many times about the Bears scoring one touchdown in the last three road games of the regular season. What I'm saying, Cap, is, is that in this offensive league, it has to be better than 34, 35, 36 amongst the quarterbacks in the NFL. We read that Dan Weederer piece what, about two weeks ago mm-hmm. from the Chicago Tribune about mm-hmm. how he talked to GMs off the record about how they looked at Justin Fields in this offense. And I'm just telling you, no matter if you own a number one jersey, no matter how much you love Justin Fields, you have to be able to look at facts. And the facts are is that there are many, many quarterbacks like years past this, this team and this offense. And so what I'm saying is, is that as much as I would love for Justin Fields to come back here next year and for an offensive coordinator to be able to right the ship and turn things around, I don't know if that's going to be the case. And I'll also tell you this, Cap, with Caleb Williams, say, for instance, that is a choice for the Bears. They draft a quarterback. That's not guaranteed either. As much as we would love for the Bears, as soon as they get a new quarterback in, things immediately change. That's not guaranteed either because there needs to be a learning curve for Caleb Williams as well. We've, we have seen this many, many times of top quarterbacks in the draft where it's like, yep, that's a can't miss. And yet that can't miss needs to be able to go through a learning curve. The, the speed of the game, learning the, the terminology, all that. Ultimately, it's up to the quarterback and his physical gifts to be able to have the wherewithal to get the ball down the field and to help the offense. However, nothing's guaranteed with that either. All we're looking for is something better. And when you already are behind the eight ball, when you're last in your division – where you have Jordan Love, who sat on the pine to be able to do as well as he's doing with the Green Bay Packers and seeing what's happened with Jared Goff of Detroit. I mean, you if you're the Bears, no matter if Kevin Warren feels like he tries to figure out how to be able to win every day, you be able to, you got to get this thing right. You got And it starts with the offense. you got to get it right. Otherwise, you'll still languish in last place. You are correct. You are correct. And if you go through... I subscribe to Pro Football Focus. Yeah. Pro Football Focus. Time in pocket. Who holds on to the ball the most and how it impacts performance. Justin Fields is 77th of guys who took one snap this year. Yeah. 77th. Is there anybody good that holds it too long? Yeah, there are. But Justin Fields is uh, north of three seconds. And on all throws, these are just attempts, all dropbacks, he's 3.4 seconds, dude. Yeah. yeah. You got in the list of the best of the best that do it, of the really good guys, 
It two is holding at two point three four. Um, Trevor Lawrence is holding at two point five four. Joe Burrow is holding at two point four seven. Like guys are holding the ball a lot less time. I'll scream it again. Tom Brady says. 2.5 seconds, ball should be out. No longer than 2.75. He gives you that little wiggle room. He said, beyond that, it's on the quarterback. Our guy's north of three. Now, there's someone listening in their car saying, well, Cap, I mean, sure, they, you know, these quarterbacks can get the ball out quickly because of their weapons. What do the Bears have? They'll say, look at what Justin Fields has to deal with with that offensive line or Luke Getze or the lack of weapons. You know, those are the calls that we get. And they say, well, what about the Bears? Look what they don't have versus what those teams that you mentioned do. Who would you rather have, Dontavian Wicks or DJ Moore? Oh, DJ Moore. Musgrave or Cole Komet? Yeah. Bo Melton. I mean, come on now. Let's stop making – I don't mean you. I'm just saying. Let's stop making excuses because not everyone's going to have Marvin Harrison Jr. and DJ Moore and Cole Komet – and Brock Bowers, and Malik Neighbors, and nine All-Pros on the offense. That's not how it looks. Joe Burrow took him to the Super Bowl. He was getting sacked all the time. Yeah. Oh, I get it. It's my point. Yeah. You remember I... that? The Penny Sewell versus Jamar Chase discourse? Right. Because Joe Burrow, he won't be able to get the ball to Jamar Chase if Penny Sewell's not there blocking. It actually worked out pretty well. Yeah, that worked out for both teams. The Lions went offensive line, and the Bengals went wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And both teams have had good runs this year for the Bengals. You know, injury knocked their quarterback out. That's too bad. But, yeah. Well, Shane, let's open the phone lines this morning. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. So if you watch the football games like Cap and I and our staff did uh, on Saturday and Sunday, we have a question for you. And the question is this. Did Super Wild Card Weekend prove that the Bears need to move on from Justin Fields? Uh, and also, still to come, some thoughts about the Bears in the draft last year. We'll get to that. Some thoughts from our teammate Chris Canty from Unsportsmanlike that comes on from 5 to 7 before we come on here on ESPN 1000. My, my bottom line point to all of this as we go to the phone lines, Cap, is that, again, you asked the question, how many years can you wait for an offense, let alone a quarterback, to develop? That's what you have to ask that, that question because there was a time where a quarterback would just be on a roster six years, seven years, and you're just waiting for a quarterback in the offense to develop, and it didn't happen. It moves quicker now in the NFL. It just moves quicker. And what I'm saying is is that I want better for the Bears. However they do it, there's still that opportunity, the outside opportunity for Fields to come back next year and to be able to be the quarterback for this football team. If that's the case, they better win. They could be able to draft Caleb Williams at one and make him the starter. Well, they better win. Because no matter what, that's what it's about, Cap. Agreed. There's none of this, well, we got to wait. Because here's the thing. The Bears picked the lane by tanking. And they wanted to start over. Okay, as you start over and you build towards something, three to seven wins is great. But it's not playoff worthy. Agreed. And, to, and so what I want to see is us to come like this time next year when the Bears are in the playoffs and we're breaking down a playoff victory for the Chicago Bears, or at least them getting into the dance, that means that there's growth with the football team. Is there really growth cap when you uh, get from three to seven wins, you have to fire your offensive coordinator in year two? Not enough. Is that, I mean, is it really growth? Not but, really. I mean, like, like the, the win total is growth, but is it really growth when you haven't fixed your offense and already you had a, you're looking for a new offensive coordinator, a new offensive staff? Think about that for a second. Is that really growth? Nope. 
when you fired as many coaches as you've already had through two years on the Iberflus administration, is that real growth? Nope. <laughs> it's, if it's not backwards, it's definitely sideways, if nothing else, correct? Correct. At least it's, at least it's sideways. That is correct. There's always change. Change is inevitable. But as many coaches that the Bears have fired already, and it was a great they're, they're question. They're trying to replace seven coaches now. Hell of a question that was asked in the press conference of Iberflus. So how do, you, how do you account for all these coaches that you've let go? Yeah. And he said, I understand the question. I get it. I understand it. <laughs> he doesn't give many answers. Polls does. Um, you know. NFL.com. Pretty reputable, right? Absolutely. Okay. They ranked at the end of the 2023 regular season every team's starting quarterback. Where did Justin Fields rank? I don't know. What is it? Take a guess. They ranked the 32. Where is he? Uh, 30? He's 19th. Mm. That's not good enough. 19th. Mm. Not good enough. Every guy in our division, way ahead of us. Cousins was out with injury. I get that. But I'm talking Jordan Love and uh, Jason Goff. Man. Just uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So my point is they have, as they should, number one, Lamar. Number two, Dak. And he had a terrible playoff. Three, Josh Allen. Remember the caller that didn't want Josh Allen over Justin? Wow. Nonsense. Uh, Four, Matt Stafford. Five, Tua. He lost. Six, Jared Goff. Seven, Brock Purdy. Eight, C.J. Stroud. Rookie. Nine, Patrick Mahomes. Didn't have a great year. Ten, Kirk Cousins. Stop right there. Yes. That's your top ten in that category. Correct. Now, where does Justin Fields fit into that? Not even, not even close. Not even close. See? Kirk Cousins till he blew out his Achilles. Eight games, completing 70% of his passes, 69.5. He had, at that point, 2,331 passing yards. 18-5, to five, TD to interception. And he was on pace in 17 games to throw for 47 or 4,800 yards. We can't get 4,000 from anyone in our franchise. Jordan Love is ranked 11th. Joe Flacco is ranked 12th. Okay. Jalen Hurts, 13, did not have a great year. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield, 14, threw for 4,000 yards. Okay. Trevor Lawrence, 15. Joe Burrow, injured, 16. Justin Herbert, 17. Geno Smith, 18. Justin Fields, 19. Is there one guy ahead of him that you'd take Justin over? What is your takeaway from the weekend of playoffs for the Chicago Bears? Do you move on from Fields? Again, what I look at with the playoffs is I look at the Bears and I look at the playoff teams and I say, how far away are the Bears from those teams? It's light years offensively. I think that's pretty clear. Let's get your thoughts on it. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. Your phone call's next on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and J-Hood. 7 a.m. hour brought to you by the Comet Energy Efficiency Program. It's cold out there. Stay safe. Stay warm. Bulls beat Spurs Saturday, 122-116 to improve the 19-22 on the season. Bulls are 14-8 since November 28th when they hit a season-worst 5-14 mark. Vucevic led the scoring with 24 double-digit boards. Ayo Desumu, 21 off the bench. Right. Controversy, yes, coach. Controversy with the Bulls over the weekend. During the Ring of Honor ceremony on Friday night, fans booed when a graphic of Jerry Krause was shown on the scoreboard. His wife, his widow, Thelma, lovely woman, 
was representing him in the ceremony. When the booze hit, she broke out in tears. The Bulls are getting blasted nationally and locally for everything around that ceremony. Whack is whack. NFL playoffs. Both NFC North playoff teams won yesterday. Packers stunned the Cowboys in Jerry World at one point leading 48-16, 148-32. Lions survived multiple fourth quarter drives by Matthew Stafford and the Rams holding on to win 24-23. Today, we got two football games. Bills and Steelers in Buffalo at 3.30. Eagles and Bucks in Tampa Bay at 7. Uh. Jay Moore. And Jay Hood, I'm back. We are back, baby. We are back. We're back. Classic. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We hope that you're going to have a great Dr. King Day. It's a football Monday on the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show as we talk to you and ask you the question what is your takeaway from the weekend of playoffs for the Bears and again move on from fields what are your thoughts 312-332-3776 is our phone number again it was spectacular football it's playoff football cap and we definitely enjoyed it uh but again when I watch playoff football I always think about the Bears and think about how long will it take for the Bears to be at that level to see Jordan Love to see Jared Goff be able to lead their offenses CJ Stroud Patrick Mahomes uh even in losing effort with Matt Stafford and then, of course, the two bye teams with uh, Purdy and uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, I think about where the Bears are, then think about where those offenses are. It's light years away. Light years away. That's, w- that's before Caleb Williams gets here, if he's going to get here. That's what Justin Fields already here. It just shows you the haves and the have-nots when it comes to offense in the NFL. Yeah, so how does that get fixed is yeah. my question. Well, it starts with them firing the offensive coordinator and Luke Getze and the staff because clearly the Bears saw what we saw. At least Matt Eberflew saw what we saw. It's like, okay, this offense is not good enough. We've got to be able to fix it. We need to ha- reimagine this offense for it to be more dynamic. More than just, and it's pretty much what Eberflew said, to have the flexibility in the offense more than just running it. If you can't run it, what else can you do? And there was really no in-between with the Bears offense, whether the fields was out there or not. So we're just getting your thoughts on the, the Bears and then, of course, the playoff games as well as we go to the phone lines to talk to you. Uh, Northwest Indiana here is uh, Rich on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, fellas. All right, so I might be a little long here, but I promise I will not waste your time. So first of all, these Justin Fields weirdos need to get over it. He needs a perfect environment. The best quarterbacks in this league – make do with what they got, and they elevate the players around them. Trent Williams, Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase are not walking through that door anytime soon. Correct. Okay? So they need to get over it. That's the answer. This weekend provided the only answer we need. And I'm saying that, and I'm not even a Caleb Williams or Drake May guy, but we have to swing on something here. Because Fields ain't the guy. You're either a Bears fan or you're a Justin Fields fan. Because if you want to keep Fields, you do not want what's best for the Bears. You need to get over it. Get over your feelings. He's not the guy. Get over it. We need to make a move. That's all I got. Stay warm. Stay right, warm, Rich. Rich. Appreciate the call. Justin, uh, Caleb Williams in 2022. 2022. 
333 for 500. That's 67% of his passes completed for 4,537 yards for an average of 9.1 a completion. 42 to 5 TD to interception. And this year, he was 266 of 388. He completed 69% of his passes, so that got better. Yards went down to 36-33, 9.4 average completion. That went up 30-5 to TD to interception. So stop with the, the guy. You have issues with him. As long as they do their homework and he's a good person, that's the question. Can you handle all this city has? Can you? And if the answer is yes to that, now it's really about the field. And ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Correct. There's been, there's been players that we have not liked or fans have not liked but yet flourished on the, on the playing surface. You know, I'm not, I'm not into feelings that way. Mm-hmm. What I am into is having a player on the playing surface to help my favorite teams win. That's mm-hmm. what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. I don't have to hug them. I like to, I like to root for them. That's just me. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. Brian and Yorkville on ESPN one thousand. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? We're What's good. up? Thanks for checking yeah, in. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I just wanted to say, you know, I know everybody is on this kick where we should get rid of Justin, but my thing is, is one, we haven't had uh, someone in the organization that can develop a quarterback that we've had yet. We've drafted two, and both of them have been pretty much garbage. Now, what's wrong with the Bears organization saying, hey, can we get some one of the retired quarterbacks, you know, Brett Favre and some of these guys, and say, hey, can we give them a Saturday and let them work with this guy and see if we develop them in that way? Because obviously what we're doing is not working, and it can't be every quarterback that we draft just turn out to be garbage. It has to be something else that's wrong. Yeah, Brett Favre is not coming through that door. They're not hiring Brett Favre to help develop our quarterback, that is a buy-in where you've got to be in coaching. That's your life's work. No one's coming here going, I'll give you a couple of days. No, that's not how it works. Because had, had that worked, Peyton Manning was tight with Mitch. He liked Mitch. How'd that work out? <laughs> but the thing is, I say it's like, okay, with the new quarterback, if you draft a new quarterback, are you guaranteed a success? Because pretty much what you're willing to do is just blow the organization up and start over again. No, 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 absolutely not. Well, a couple of things with that, Brian. Number one, if you start with a quarterback, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're blowing up the team because the strength of the team is the defense. The defense isn't going anywhere. All it's going to do is just be better next year. At least that's my thought. And, you know, when it comes to Caleb Williams, it's what I said before I, I, I punched up your call, and that was nothing's guaranteed. But you just, yeah. know, but you just know that it's got to get better. You know, and again, right. that's either with Justin Fields next year or a new quarterback. You're definitely going to get a new offensive coordinator. But like I said before, nothing's guaranteed, but something has to change. It's got to be better. We watched all this play, all this playoff uh, football over the weekend, and the Bears yeah. are not even close to that <laughs> offensively. That's that's the thing that sucks. So. Right. All right, Brian. We Have a great telephone day. Call. 312-332-3776 phone number. Your thoughts about Justin Fields and, of course, the playoffs. Hey, we watch the playoffs, and then we watch the Bears. It is night and day that we love for the Bears to be in that position talking about playoff football. We're talking about it on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Cap and J Hood are back. I want to thank both you guys, man, for the great season of Bears information. And I just want to say I appreciate you guys and I love the show. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago.
Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10, here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure that you download the ESPN Chicago app. Look for Cap and Jay Hood. Make sure that you share and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast. For Cap and Jay Hood and all the shows here on ESPN Chicago. As we talk to you about the Bears in the NFL playoffs, 312 332 is our phone number. Lawrence is on the west side. He's with us on Cap and Jay Hood. Lawrence, good morning. Good morning, y'all. How y'all doing today? We're good. We're great, man. Stay warm out there. Uh, I'm going to try to. Y'all do the same. Too. So, uh, my thing is, if y'all did not watch this NFL weekend and see that you need the right offensive coordinator and the right quarterback, you can do something. And I think if the Bears really don't see that, then we're doomed for, uh, to be unsuccessful again. And, like, it's not a knock on Justin Fields, but he has to play better, people. It's not that we don't like him. Right. He has to play better. I also think of it as the situation with, like, years ago with the Bulls when we had Kirk Heinrich, who was decent point guard for us, but when we hit the number one pick, we could have got better. That's how I think of it. If you see better, go get it. Um, you guys have a good morning. And stay warm and do what y'all do best. You're the All best. Right. Thanks, Lawrence. Lawrence, we appreciate the phone call. Highland Park, here's Chief on Cap and Jay Hood. Chief, good morning. Hey, what's good? Hood and Cap. Hey, the only thing I, I took from this weekend was that, um, hey, man, you know what? We, we, the Bears, the Bears situation is getting better by the, by the minute because all they're doing is trading a core quarterback, uh, um, Drought. Everybody needs a quarterback. The Bears sitting there with the number one pick. If I was the Bears, I was just, you know, I bring in a quarterback to give Justice some competition. I was thinking like maybe like uh, uh, Bo Nix in the second round just to give him some competition, keep him pushing. Mm-hmm. But when the Bears make these trades, man, they're they're in a they're in the prime position. You don't Bears don't need the number one pick. They need to trade Caleb Williams. And my second point about Caleb Williams was this, Cap. When we had Keyshawn Johnson on earlier in the year, ask him to evaluate Caleb Williams. Because Caleb Williams, to be as great as he is, has not overcome any top-ranked team that he's played against. And he's crashed every time. So if he's that good, just let you know. What do you let, mean let's, let's he's crashed every time? What does that mean? Well, did you see Notre Dame game? I did see the Notre Dame game. Okay, you His wanna, defense you is ranked 125th in the country among the top teams. He doesn't play defense. Oh, so now it was the defense's fault for giving up all those points to Notre Dame. That's going to be the same for Utah and Oregon and Washington, right? And that's the same for UCLA. They gave up 52 points to Washington. Yeah, 52 (laughs) points. I mean, what are we doing here? Caleb threw like four or five touchdowns against Washington. Yeah, he's not a two-way player, Chief. He just plays quarterback. The Washington Washington game game was his best game out out of all of them. What did he do against Utah? What's them stats? Uh, Let me pull up his stats. Brother, because and, and we could use Utah, we could use Utah, we could use Oregon, we could use UCLA. I mean, he's well, well, let's so see, he still got to be. Let's the see, he was 30 to 5 TD to interception. Hmm, that's pretty good. Passer rating higher yeah. than when he played, won the uh, Heisman a year ago when he was, let's see, I don't know, 4,500 yards. 
He had five interceptions to 42 touchdowns, a passer rating of 168, this year 170.1. And what he do in the big game? What he what he do in the big game? He feasts on lower-level competition. He does that against Stanford. Hey, and let me Kyle. ask you he a question. Patrick Mahomes was 4-6 and six his last year in college. How'd that one work out? Oh, that worked out good because anybody who watched college football that year would have told you because I watched them at Texas Tech. So just hey. try again. But you're hey. the one who wanted Mitchell Trubisky to come from North Guess Carolina what? and he couldn't I- even beat Stanford. Guess what? I'm not a NFL analyst. I play one on the radio. But guess what? Patrick Mahomes, was, Patrick Mahomes, listen to me, Chief. Patrick Mahomes was ranked 42nd best prospect by guys who do this for a living. He wasn't even ranked as the top quarterback coming out by the five most major talent evaluators. But guess what? He got good coaching Andy Reid. He learned from Alex that's Smith right, and, means, and became a really good player. So hey, stop looking at what he does that, against San Jose hey. State and open your eyes and watch the tape. He's light years better than Justin. No, he's not. No, he's not. That's why okay. he said, That's why I said. That's why he can't beat Utah. That's why he can't beat UCLA. You mean Chip, Chip, uh, uh, Chip Kelly is such a great coach that he can defeat Caleb Williams? Oh my God. Let me ask you a question. Where's Justin rank among the four quarterbacks in the NFC North? Uh, he's definitely better than Jared, than, than Golf. He's definitely better than Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is hurt. Okay. He's not okay. better Chief, than Jordan Chief, Love, but Jordan Chief, please don't get behind the wheel of a car today. You're going to kill somebody out there. Hey, like I said, like I said, call, ask Keyshawn Johnson to evaluate Kayla Williams. I dare you. I'm asking hey. you to look at the Why four is quarterbacks in the NFC I North. You. I dare you. Chief. And, he, and he's a USC. He's a USC and alumni, any play that he would tell Chief, you himself, Justin Chief, Fields is better than Caleb Woods. Chief, call him. Look at Jared Goff took one team. To, hold on a second, Chief. This morning okay, now happened. it's my turn to talk. Jared Goff has taken one team to the Super Bowl, and he's in the divisional round next week, and he's thrown multiple times over 4,000 yards. Kirk Cousins has six 4,000-yard seasons. Jordan Love, he's the best quarterback in the NFC. And guess what? You're still there chasing Justin Fields when he's not good enough. Come on, man. Wake up. Learn football. So you you, you, you think we need Caleb Williams more than we need a left tackle? I want it all. I want it all, but I'm taking the swing for the Grand Slam home run at quarterback. I don't live in Chief's house where it's I'm good with mediocrity because I like the guy. No. Damn. Damn. Not happening, Chief. Damn. Take that. Chief, we appreciate the telephone call, and now he leaves line open. 312-332-3776. smooth and warm and welcome. As we go back to the phone lines, we say hello to Tim in Valparaiso. He's with us on Cap and J. Hood. Tim, good morning. Wow, that was that's tough to follow up there, boys. Well, follow it up, Tim. <laughs> Put it, follow it up. We mean it's tough. Just follow it up, Tim. Up. You call in. You want to talk about the Bears? Come on, bring it. Okay, I'll bring it. You know what I learned from the Packers? You know what I learned from the Packers game yesterday? What's that? I learned that that a good coach and a good quarterback gives you playoff wins. An average coach and an average quarterback gives you nothing. Nothing. Okay, and let me say one thing. Hmm. We talk about the defense getting better, all right? Last year, 2022, we beat only one team with a winning record. This year, 2023, 
we beat only one team with a winning record. Okay? We had three of the worst losses in the history of the NFL. And then when you look and you say, in 2022, we were the worst run defense. And in 2023, we're the best. But we're playing against losing teams. So, well, yeah, we have not improved that much in well, defense. Uh, well, imagine losing those games. Imagine losing those games like they did a year before. That is progress when you're able to. Like, imagine the Bears losing that game against the Panthers, and they almost did. Uh, imagine losing yeah. those game, that, Imagine losing that game against the Falcons and the Cardinals, which is supposed to be worse than the Bears. Again, I'll yeah, take you, I'll take those wins. It doesn't mean the playoffs, Tim, but I'll take those victories because that does well, show improvement. I understand. I understand, but you guys are right. When your last three away games, you score one touchdown. You tell me you got a franchise quarterback. I don't think so. That, yeah. Tim, that one-yard drive that took eight plays, including penalties to get in the end zone, didn't impress you? No, it did not. One yard. Yeah. That was the one drive for the one touchdown that we've got. Hey, man, listen. We know how polarizing the topic is for Justin Fields, but here's the thing that I won't listen to. The idea that you're looking at you know, college football and just saying, well, where was Caleb in the big game? That's not how college football works. It's not just the quarterback. He, the, the numbers are what they are. USC's defense sucks. That's, that's, a, that's a major, major um, distinguishing characteristic about the Trojans. Yeah. Caleb Williams still put numbers up, but his defense was terrible. Horrible. I mean, so, you know, again, you can look at the teams and look at the losses. I look at the quarterback, and when everyone says, look at this guy, and I watch those games too, Cap, I mean, the, the talent's there. Now someone has to be able to enhance that talent. Shot or no shot, Shay, is in two minutes. Go ahead. Can I, uh, yeah, I just, I finished an assignment that Cap gave to me. He wanted Caleb Williams against top 25 teams. I typically don't trust these numbers wherever they come from. So I looked at his schedules at Oklahoma and at USC. I grabbed all of the games that were top 25 opponents, and I did it myself. All right, we'll hear those in two minutes on Cap and Jay Hood.